tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, welcome to the tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan here with Tom Parada, Steve Tigner. Uh, we just finished watching the French Open men's semis. The two finals are set. Um, on the men's side, it's going to be another re- another match of Rafael Nadal and Robin Soderling. They met last year in the fourth round, of course. And on the women's side, it'll be Francesca Schiavone and Sam Stozer. Uh, yesterday, or the last podcast, uh, Steve, you picked Soderling in that final. Anything today would make you rethink that or still uh, well I don't know I picked Nadal to win the tournament at the beginning of the tournament but when I think of those two playing I remember the last two times that they played and Soderling winning so that's sort of in my head um, as far as today Soderling I guess he showed that he is still Robin Soderling still human after the Federer match he played he was up and down he was sort of more of his typical self against Burdish today played well to start and then he his level came down. He just started to miss. You, you know, you watch him, and you want, sometimes you think this guy's never going to miss. He can. He's going to win. Every, he's going to take everything over, the way Bjorn Borg seems to think. And then, you know, the next set, he'll he'll um, he'll be missing it again, particularly his forehand. And, and then that's what happened against Burdett. So you can see that. So you know that sort of let me know that he's not he's not just going to run right through this tournament. Nadal and the other Nadal played well. Nadal, you know, he got a little tight at the end. Maybe maybe there's a little more of a nervous factor for, for Rafa. I think, I think the final is a, is a toss-up. Nadal's not going to be as up and down as Soderling, but if, when Soderling's playing well, I think he, can, he has the potential to outplay Rafa. I, I give Soderling a, a shot. I, Nadal's a heavy favorite, but I, I, Nadal hasn't looked all that great to me this tournament for him. I mean, he's looked a lot better than everybody else and a lot better than everyone he's played. But even today against Meltzer, who's not a... You know, not a your normal semifinal opponent. That could be a third round match. He was good. I thought he was a little bit safe. He's been a little bit safe throughout all his matches. Hasn't been going closer to the lines like you see him when he's really, really, you know, on his game. And I think he's going to need to be less safe against Soderling, and we'll see if he has it. But I, I mean, I'd still be shocked if he loses to him at the French Open yeah, two years in a row. He hasn't lost a set either. In a dog. Right. He may not have played his best, but he hasn't really, he hasn't really come down. He hasn't played poorly. At all, until no. the, really till the end of this match against Meltzer. Yeah, and I think that's the amazing thing about him on clay. I mean, he can be pretty average for him and be almost unbeatable, but it's going to take a little more, I think, to to win that final. Not only to win the final, or to win it comfortably. Otherwise, it could be kind of a scary match, and he might be fighting for his life out there. I think he'll get more. Ju- just judging, I don't. I still haven't seen Soderling to me show the signs of of pressure, and maybe he would if he gets ahead in the French Open final. Maybe we'll suddenly see that, but I think. For some reason, I think Soderling, he'll just have a little, he's in, sort of in a good position. He lost in the final last year, so he, he, he won't be satisfied with making the final, but he also won't be the favorite. So from a, from a mental standpoint, I think he's in a, pretty good, in a pretty good spot, and Nadal will have that pressure as the favorite. Another thing I think for Soderling, I wouldn't read too much in today's five-setter, like the time-wise, it was a very brisk five-setter with Burdich. They were just... It was a very quick match, up and down. Uh, yeah, not a lot of rallies. Huh? Yeah, the points were short, Tom, unbelievably Tom said, so. Tom said they should have played ten sets to actually. I mean, they just, could have played best. Of 10 yeah, there was there. just not a lot really of tennis quick. there. Um, Soderling, like you're, yeah, you're saying he had a nice first set, kind of went away for a little, and he was about even to winners to unforced after the t- three sets, but then he um, kind of crept back and just uh, eventually just wore down Burge, and Burge wasn't making his serves like he was anymore. For the, uh, I mean, for the final. I, 
whose racket do you, if you had to put this match on someone's racket, is it really going to be determined by what Soderling, if he can hit or miss, or is it going to be Rafa's placement, his serving? You know, what do you think about I would that? Say, I would say Soderling because he's, he's the guy who hits bigger. He's the guy who's going to need to take the match to Nadal. You don't beat Nadal on clay by being more consistent than him. So I would, and, and Soderling is the guy who will be more likely to, to lose his form, find his form, lose his form. So I, I would say it's, it's more on, on um, Soderling's racket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the right way to look at it. I, but I would say, too, that if Nadal's playing his best and he's going for more and being as aggressive as he can be, and as he showed us in 2008, I, there's nothing Soderling can do. I don't care how well he plays. I, don't, I, don't see, I wouldn't see him winning. Yeah, I mean, I, it seemed like today with the Nadal at the end there, little like you said, a little nerves at the end. I think he kind of it, – it's sort of a new position for him now too where he doesn't have this – he doesn't – he's lost here now. So I think you're right about the mental part. Soderling does have a lot to gain here, and I think you saw the nerves in Nadal a little bit there. He could expose that. I think uh, Soderling would certainly need a good start, I feel like. I think it's just too much to overcome you if he drops, say, one set. I think to have a chance, I think you'd have to take the first set, in my opinion, to – to really make it, uh, you know, the upset as possible again. He'll be loose, that's for sure. He'll loose, and then he's we'll, go see. For it. So we'll yeah. see if he gets ahead. Then we'll see a different. Right. It'll be a whole whole new thing. From one thing I'd say is this: if if you couldn't have a Federer Nadal final, this is, I would say, for tennis fans, this. I mean, if you're going to have Nadal in the final, this is the guy you want to see him play because yeah, there's going to be going to be an edge to the match. Yeah, totally. it's the next best thing. It's the only guys ever beaten him here. Totally yeah. agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other side of the draw. Um, the other, excuse me, the other draw, the women's draw. Uh, we saw a couple. Tom, you talked last time about seeing some drama on the women's side. I really don't think this is what you had in mind with two really desultory <laughs> semifinals. Uh, it was rough. Elena Dementieva retired after a tiebreaker. She lost to to Schiavone, and then Sam Sosa just crushed to Yankovic one and two. Two hours and nine minutes of tennis total. And two women's semifinals, really bad day at the office for the WTA there. But, hey, I think the final could make up for it. I, I'm guessing the ratings won't be high, and they're not uh, named players that are, you know, they're not on everyone's radar, especially on casual for casual fans. But I like the contrast in style. Schiavone will do a lot of moonballing, and she can slice, and she really moves. And Stoser's got a big serve and really is going for her shots. I think, you know, it could be interesting, and it could be very nervy, so in that way it could be entertaining. It also could be a blowout. Stoser, if she plays the way she's been playing, she'd really run over her. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I'm Stoser has to be the favorite. She has the, the head-to-head, and she really played. I think the big surprise was how well she played against Yankovic. I think all three of us thought that Yankovic was playing a steady enough game to, to bother Stoser, or at least keep her out on the court a little longer, but she she just ran her over. And no, um, no letdown whatsoever after those two. No letdown. Games. And but so I guess the question now is she's she's the favorite in the final. She's never been in in this kind of position, and she's not always been in, in the past the most mentally mentally the strongest player finishing out matches. And you know despite what she's she's done in this tournament, so we'll you know we'll that I guess is the question. The, the match will definitely be on her racket. The question is what how will she deal with this new this sort of new situation for her. But I'm also looking forward to seeing Schiavone play. I, mean, I don't actually haven't over the years haven't watched her that much. I and and watching the semi and seeing her play on clay was a, was I enjoyed watching seeing her game. She has an old you know sort of an old style clay court game. It may it may not be nearly enough to win, but it, at least it, there is a some, some appeal to that. Yeah, I, I mean for me, for me this is a if Stozer doesn't win and just you know she's hit the ball better than anyone else. She's had the biggest wins. She didn't 
let down against Jankovic. And, and like you're saying, she hasn't won a slam. She is, she's a favorite. She hasn't been in this position. But Schiavone, you know, even though she hasn't won, she, you know, the ex, the expectation isn't on her as well. I think it all kind of lines up, in my thought, for a pretty easy Stozer win. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say it. Um, but you know, I just think it's her time. She's done it throughout the clay season. I think it's just gonna culminate here. I think it's. I, I'm more with Steve. I think it's gonna be a tough mental challenge. I think when you play Serena and you play Justine. You say to yourself, why not? I'm playing well. I did well here last year. When you play Schiavone in the final, you say, I should. And that's a big this big difference between why not and I should in yeah, terms I think of the, tightness. I think, I think the thing that will save her is her serve. As long as, she, as long as she can get that strong first serve in, a high percentage of that, I think that will. I think she'll win because of that. But I think it – I can only assume there's going to be some shaky moments. She's not just going to cruise the way she did against Yankovic, but we'll see. Yeah, we will. Any uh, final thoughts on the two finals here? And uh, we'll. Uh One interesting Nadal. First time he's going to play a slam final, not against Federer since 05. In, since in French. He's always played yeah. Roger. So that I, I think he must be looking forward to not seeing, <laughs> not seeing Federer on the other side of the net. Well, maybe not. Maybe he thinks I own him here. I don't know. I don't know if he thinks that. I think he sort of likes the rivalry, and it's been a while. But I wonder if he's looking forward to playing Sorteling. What do you think, Steve? I mean, I, I f- I'm sure he wants the exact revenge, but I think he is annoyed enough with the guy that maybe he doesn't want to play him. I, I don't, don't know. Thi- yeah, I would guess, I don't know, that he's not looking forward to playing Soderling. He's looking forward to playing the French Open final and, and sort of putting this whole past year behind him. But I think Soderling, just his his attitude, I, th- I think he, he could be in, in Rafa's head. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. It's one of those rare situations where it's all going to get resolved one year later. The same exact scenario here. So we'll check it out, and we'll be back uh, next week, I, early next week after uh, the two finals. We'll discuss it all, and uh, be back then. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to Tennis.com podcast with Tom Parada, Steve Tigner, and Adam McGrogan. Thanks. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to tennis.com.